brand new podcast. It is March. It is Women's Month. And we are going to be highlighting important women movers and shakers across the Commonwealth this month. We are starting with my good friend, Sarah White from Falls Church, the Falls Church area. And she's here to talk about her race. So, Sarah, I'm glad uh, you are coming on and I'm glad we were able to connect. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Thank you so much for having me and, you know, for being my teammate in this race yeah. for Northern Virginia and for Virginia as a whole. Absolutely. Um, what made you run this year? I mean, that sounds like a softball question, but it really isn't because your district is very blue Fairfax. It's McLean. It's Falls Church. Why? What made you decide to say, you know, damn it at all costs, full steam ahead? Well, I decided that the hill I was ready to die on was for our businesses. And we all know what happened to them over the pandemic. You know, it's been rough on everybody, but businesses are really the backbone of a community. It's how we all earn a living, earn that sense of pride in ourselves and take care of our families. And we've just been decimated this year. So I've you know, repeatedly written letters and showed up for meetings and, and asked to have a seat at the table and a say for what we're doing. And I feel like we're not being heard, not just myself, but businesses in general. So I thought this would be the perfect time to step up and take a seat at the table and let everybody know where we're at, what we need. And I have a plan for us moving forward to make sure this doesn't happen again. So let's get that going. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You are a restaurant owner. I mean, just like the pandemic has directly impacted me in terms of being an educator it's directly impacted you in being a restaurant owner and i actually don't own the restaurants i'm a restaurant consultant so my business is going and helping restaurants that are struggling due to the policies that have been put in place and helping them to survive that and be ready to thrive as soon as this is over as well as before the pandemic getting restaurants streamlined to help you expand. If you wanted to open a second location, or if you were opening your first location, just helping restaurants to be able to grow, thrive, and and be that backbone for our communities. I mean, where do you meet your family? You go to a restaurant. Where do you, you know, what's your reward out, or what do you do for a special celebration? You go to a restaurant. So I might be partial, but I think they're a big part of our community. Well, it's, it's a huge part of our, yeah, I mean, just a part of the whole Western lifestyle, I would say. Restaurants play such a key um, part in, in all of that. Um, for you, you represent the demographic that the Republicans um, lost um, steadily. I mean, since I would argue, I would argue starting in, in 2013 in Virginia, again in 2016, 2020, of, you know, young suburban professional women. What's it going to take to get everybody on board? And is that a part of your key campaign? to draw those voters back in. Absolutely. And I think that one thing that people are very surprised when they hear from me is that I am super pro-woman. And you don't hear that in the Republican Party a lot. It's not because we're not pro-woman. It's because we just don't think to phrase it that way. Mm -hmm. And I have been, you know, as a woman myself, pro-woman my entire life. So I just want to see what we can do to make sure that our kids get an education because that's a priority to people like me and make sure that our neighborhoods are safe because I think we all agree that that's important. So it's, it's just hitting that we have a lot more in common than we do different and meeting in the middle with the common sense legislation that are going to do those things to protect our families, because let's face it, that's what women want is to protect 
our families. I don't have any children, but I care about your children and their education and their well-being because they're my future also. So it's just banding together and finding the solutions that will help bring us together, safer, stronger, smarter as a team, as opposed to playing party politics, where you end up alienating the very people that you really do want to help. And tearing each other down. I mean, the whole, no one listens to Reagan, the 11th commandment, not speaking ill of a fellow Republican. That's out the window. A lot of Republicans spend a lot of time tearing each other down. And what's unique, I think about where we are in Northern Virginia, we've gotten together with several candidates from Northern Virginia, Ben Baldwin, Matt Lang, to compile a common sense coalition and unite together because Northern Virginia is a different type of animal. It, you know, there's a lot of professionals here, a lot of out of state transplants, and it is bluer than the rest of the state. That's going to take a special kind of Republican. Um, tell us a little bit about your incumbent in your district and why his policies are just God awful, especially this year. Well, and, you know, I'm running against Marcus Simon and he hasn't put forth a lot of policy. He hasn't done a lot of work in that arena, which is something that I'd like to see from our area. I'd like to see us be a leader in Northern Virginia. We're Falls Church. We're right in the middle of everybody. Let's be step up and be leaders for the community. But, you know, one of the bills that he did put forward was um, saying that you shouldn't work in Richmond anymore, that all legislation should take place from your home from now on. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's really important to look someone in the eye. It's really important to have that relationship with them when you're trying also to Also in his something. bill, did he mention removing the per diem then? Um, I don't recall seeing the removing <laughs> the per diem out of that, as a matter of fact. And, you know, it's just the fact that your constituents need to be able to come see you. Are they going to come to your home? Probably not. You know, if you need to see who's talking to who and, and you know, there are conversations in the lunchroom that you probably wouldn't have if you were having lunch at your house. Like, it's just things of... of getting to know each other and that personal relationship with people, not only in your own party, you probably see them and talk to them, but how are you going to work across the aisle when you avoid them at all costs in your home? Like that's, that's crazy to me. Why would we not and show if up? Waiters and waitresses could show up and serve the people. Right. So can our general assembly. Well, um, and you know, if it's to too much of a, doing it too, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. And if it's too much of a drive for him to get to Richmond, I'm happy to take over for it. I got you. <laughs> no, it, exactly. Exactly. And, and I mean, this is the point. I think it's uh, in Northern Virginia, there is a certain amount of arrogance that they feel like they can get away with all of these policies and no one's going to hold them accountable. And in your district and in my district, the district I'm running in, the Democrats, I believe, do not re represent the average Democrat you meet on the street in our district. I truly believe that. Well, and I, like I said, I really don't want it to be a bash a party line or any of that. I want it to be a, how can we work together? How can yep. we move forward as a team? Because once you're elected as a legislator, you're a part of this team with this huge responsibility to take care of a state and you cannot take care of your district and your people and your state as a whole when you spend the whole time fighting with each other. So let's see where we have common ground. What can we do together to make our people safer it's make our people more educated from the last year of missing schooling because guess what those kids are still graduating those you know you're an educator you know this yeah, they're, they're behind and, and we're not making a plan to catch them up we're, we're instead arguing about opening schools when we've seen the statistics that it's safe 
Well, we're arguing about opening schools and people are still trying to treat this like a normal year. Oh, we could have SOLs. No, we, the amount of growth, I can tell you firsthand as an educator, the amount of growth, the amount of just gap of learning that has occurred because of the pandemic. You cannot, if you're going to have the SOL, you can't count it. So then you're just doing it because you can't, this isn't accurate data. Well, and let's talk about, you know, you said this is on women's issues. Mm -hmm. Who's quitting their jobs to stay home and educate their children? Who just lost their career and everything that they had earned for themselves because they had to stay home and work with their children on their schoolwork. And, you know, most women I know would not make that trade for a minute. Like they know their children come first and they need to educate them. But we should care about our women. And if we care about equity and equality, we can't take away their jobs and then go, oh, well, you can just come back later and start at a lower wage, maybe starting at a new job. Like that is not equality or equity to say that they need to do that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I feel like this is why I think what you said, um, it shouldn't really be along party lines because these people do not represent the typical, they're in their own little bubble as far as I'm concerned with all these radical ideas because they're not based in any basis of reality. Um, I think if it doesn't affect you, if it doesn't personally affect you, that you don't um, see the differences, you know? And I believe it was you and I sitting at a table and it's like, you know, I run into... um, I run into politicians in the men's room. Well, guess what? As a woman, I don't, I don't, I don't do that in the women's room. There's no other ladies. There's not, we're not seeing enough women represented at the table to say, Hey, these are our issues. And, you know, I appreciate the men that stand up for the ladies, but why don't we let them speak for themselves? You know, why don't we have an equality of the, the representation, you know, not just colors and, and, and yeah. shapes and sizes and incomes and men and women like we need to be more representative of our area and I'm not saying that because you should elect me because I'm a woman because I don't believe sure. in being elected for that cause but what I believe is that nobody is going to speak up more for a minority population than someone from that population Ab- absolutely absolutely and we have to do better as a party um, not only in supporting our women, but recruiting women. And mm. it requires everybody to stand up, um, especially in an area of Northern Virginia, although as blue as it is, I do not believe, um, and I'm sure you don't either because you're jumping in this race, I don't believe all hope is lost. It's just a different message that needs to be tailored for our unique area. Well, and I definitely believe that there have been extremists in both parties. For many years, this didn't sure. just happen. It wasn't overnight. You know, it's not surprise, wake up, there's crazies. Like that's always kind of been a thing that there have been extremists in both parties. And I think that one thing that you and I definitely agree on is bringing common sense back together, bringing nice people who want to do the right thing and try to move our society forward in a, in a great way is is starting to come to the top of the surface. So we can either let the negativity win and play into the, well, they're the party of this person or that person, or we can lean into the, hey, they're their own person and have something to say. Maybe they just want the best for us. Let's hear them out. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, 
how can people get involved in your campaign? I, I see your, your background. It says Sarah for uh, VA.com at Sarah for VA. I'm assuming that's your Twitter handle. Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can reach me at any of those if you want to get involved or even just learn more. Uh, you know, Sarah for VA, Sarah with an H, S-A-R-A-H, the number four, VA.com will tell you a little bit more about me and have those links to my social media. It will also tell you how you can get involved and sign up. I do a newsletter every week. If you'd like to see where I've been, where I'm going to be next and some issues that I want to talk to you about this week, sign up. You know, you can always unsubscribe if it's not your thing, but hear me out. Let me have that, you know, three minutes of your day to just talk about whatever issue we're going to talk about today. And then, you know, if you feel so inclined, sign up to help out with the campaign. I would love to work with everybody in the area. I love to meet people. I'm the golden retriever of people. So I love the opportunity to meet everyone. Whether we agree, whether we disagree, sometimes the best conversations come from people that we think we disagree and we find common ground. And then if you can't sign up to help out, but you really do want to be a part, donate, you know, chip in any amount just to, to say, hey, I'm a part of this. I want to be a part of this. Let's make politics nice again. Yeah, I, I really like that. Um, you know, we've had a really well-rounded discussion about politics and where we need to go. Um, we, we usually, you know, here on this podcast end with uh, a fun, kind of a fun question. What are you reading and what are you watching right now? Okay, so if you have time. <laughs> between the business I own, the four restaurants I run, and a campaign, I don't have a lot of free time, but I have been not reading a book, but reading up on history, so women's history. Okay. And the first women's business owner was actually right nearby in Baltimore, and Miss Goddard owned a bookstore here, and so I've been reading up on some of the people. The second business owner was a lady who... Um, her family owned a steel company and she took over. And it's just so fascinating to me to learn about all these awesome women, especially during Women's History Month. And then yeah. watching, I like a strong female lead. Like you might see a theme here with the, the pro women thing. Well, I think that's I, a category now on Netflix. It says that. Like, it, it is. Like and I am, yeah. all, I am all about it. I like the strong female lead. So um, I'm re-watching uh, Homeland again. Okay. You know, I, have you I did, love have it. You, taking the dive into WandaVision at all that wraps uh, up yes, today but the last episode is what tonight it drops yeah it's already on there I need to is watch it? it okay yeah yeah I definitely I caught that every episode <laughs> okay yeah no abs absolutely so um thank you so much for coming on um to really not only kick off uh this new season of great new podcast but also to kick off women's history month in a big way um, Sarah White, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much, Mike.